This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 177. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 177. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I'm going to be honest. I'm happy to be here, but also I'm a little tired. So today I got up earlier than normal and went to this really awesome networking event that I've been wanting to go to for a while. What's been holding me back is that this event starts at 7 a.m. And it's in downtown Seattle, which is not... I mean, it's not super far from my house, but it's not my backyard. It's like a 15, 20 minute drive. And at 7am going downtown, not knowing where I'm going to park, like those just all seem like big obstacles. And also that interferes with my workout time because usually at 630 in the morning, I am getting my workout in. And so if I have to be somewhere at seven, that just messes that all up. So there's a lot of reasons that this was a challenge for me, but I decided because I was told that this group would be amazing. I decided I was going to give up my workout. I was going to brave the traffic. I was going to figure out parking in the dark and go to this meeting. And it was amazing. So this group, it's a networking group for women. It's called F-Bomb Breakfast Club. If you're in Seattle and you're an entrepreneur, highly, highly recommend it. It was fantastic. But what happened is that I made some really cool connections. Two different women presented today. They have like different women present every time that the group meets. And they were just both super cool. And it's funny like how this always happens, but they were both people that I just really, really needed to hear from. Like I really could relate to both of them in different ways. And one of them I really wanted to learn from. Another one I really could relate to something that she was going through as part of her story. So it was just really cool. And I'm so glad that I went. Right after that, I had a couple phone calls and a podcast interview. And 
by the time I've actually gotten to sit down to record for you, it's 3.20 and I feel like I've used up all my extroverted energy for the day. So uh, my choices, I was like, do I need more coffee? But I can't drink coffee at three or I'll be awake at like two in the morning, not able to sleep. Or do I just go for wine? But then I have a hard time maintaining my train of thought. So right now it's LaCroix. I wish it was like La Sauvignon Blanc or a La Cabernet Sauvignon, but it is LaCroix for me right now, trying to give me a little pep in my step and also a small handful of chocolate chips. So we'll see how this works, but I am happy to be here. I'm really grateful for today, but it's just funny, the older that I get, the more I realize that there are limits. Like I'm definitely an extrovert, but there's a point in a day where I'm like, I've used up all my extroversion. I need to like recoil and go inward. So I'm fighting that right now as we get into this episode. And I wanted to share that with you because I thought that might be relatable. I thought that might be something that you could relate to because sometimes you just have to like figure out how to show up, even though your mind and body are like, no, we're kind of done. So the great thing about this though, which I don't know if you find this, I find that like whenever I'm required to show up for something, even if I don't feel quite like I have it in me, the second you get the ball rolling, you're like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> like something just kicks in and you have to get it done and you get it done. And oftentimes it turns out amazing and you're like super fired up afterwards. So I'm excited to be done with this episode and have more energy, right? Because that's how it's going to work. It's going to be like an amazing workout where I'm going to have an endorphin rush at the end, which I'm looking forward to that. So today we're going to talk about our three things to think about in November, which are going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a holiday kickoff. I'm not going to lie. And I'm kind of excited about that because I love the holidays, but I'm going to talk about some things to just be thoughtful, mindful, and intentional about as we move toward the holidays. I also want to share a listener review. So let's start with that and then we'll get into the fun stuff. So listener review. I popped over to check my reviews as I do on a regular basis to see, am I getting good ratings and reviews? Like what's the feedback? This helps me when I'm putting together content for the show because I like to know what you all like. This helps me know like what should I be doing more of? Or what do you not like? What should I be doing less of? So I do definitely take these reviews to heart and it's really fun for me to read them and get your feedback. So I so appreciate everyone who's taken time to write a review. And if you haven't written a review, you can do that over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. So this review comes from Pharaoh J. And I don't think I've read this one yet. I'm pretty sure I haven't. It's a little bit of an older review, but it really popped out at me today as I was kind of scrolling through looking for a good one. So I'm going to start. Here's what Pharaoh J said. I've struggled for weeks now with writing a review because I don't know where to begin. Plus, I feel like I should write a ton, yet I haven't stopped listening long enough to actually write a review. So here goes. Mom of four, under eight, lawyer, but staying home with kids yet still attempting to work and just overall serial take on too much and become a martyr kind of person. What I like about you is that you, like me, appear to be someone who never sits still and does everything, but focuses on doing it with purpose and joy. As of late, it's been difficult to hone back in on purpose and joy because of being bogged down in just too much stuff. I appreciate you and all of your guests honing us all back into purpose and mindfulness, but still getting mad amounts done. I love it. This is the therapy I never knew I needed. Thank you. I recommend your podcast to all my friends because undoubtedly various different shows speak directly to what I think certain friends might need or would resonate with them. Again, thank you for pinpointing topics and guests that resonate to the point that it's almost as if you're in my head. 
This is my favorite kind of feedback because I love the idea that like things that I say get stuck in people's head because that's power. And I have people in my life where they say things that get stuck in my head and I hold that and carry that with me all the time. So it's an honor to live in your head if you're one of the people that's carrying with me, with you in your head. I also love this because, oh my gosh, I can't imagine like lawyer working from home with four kids under eight and cereal take on too much or like that's a lot. So I love the idea that this mama is listening with the intent to be more intentional and purposeful in what she does. And I'm hoping that in listening for a while now, she has learned what to say no to so that her yeses can really be focused on the right things and the things that really light her up and fuel her passion and fill up her heart and all those kinds of good things rather than just saying yes to all the things all the time. So thank you, Pharaoh J for that feedback. I really, really love it. And like I said, if you guys want to send me a review, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback. And I really love to just hear how the Shameless Mom Academy impacts your life. So you can send that over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. All right. Next up, exciting announcement. I have a new sponsor for you guys. And what I love about the sponsor is that it's something I've tested, first of all, but it's also perfectly timed for the holidays. So our new sponsor, and I want to just clarify that our sponsors are more like show partners. Like I only bring sponsors into the show if they want to partner with me in a way that is advantageous to you. So just want to be really clear with that. I'm actually like really careful about vetting sponsors. So our sponsor this week, new sponsor is Canvas People. Canvas People is a website where you can go upload your favorite photos and have them turned into beautiful canvases that you can then have sent to you. So you go to the site, you go to canvaspeople.com, you click through a series of like, it's literally like two to three steps. You upload a photo, you frame it in this little box, like by dragging it to the right position, you click on the size that you want, you order it. So great, great service. This time of year, perfect for gift giving, right? So when you do that on Canvas People and you use the code SHAMELESS at checkout, you are going to get your first 11 by 14 canvas for free. It's a $69.99 value. So $70 value. You're going to get this canvas for free. You just have to pay shipping. So go to canvaspeople.com, use the code shameless at checkout and get your canvas. And I've had gotten two canvases ordered so far, and I will put some pictures on Instagram of my canvases. They turned out really great. So I'll be sharing those soon. If you want to check that out over on Instagram at the shameless mom Academy. All right, let's roll into this November business. This is where the fun starts, I think. So it's funny to me this time of year, you see people on the internets, on the Facebook, and they're like horrified to walk into their local Target and see Christmas lights and Christmas decorations and Christmas everything. I, on the other hand, am delighted. I want Christmas to last for as long as possible. Like if I could have it my way, Christmas would last from like September 15th to March. So okay, maybe not quite that long, but I love Christmas. and I love to stretch it as long as possible. And I love to have like a tree as soon as the trees come out. And then I like to keep the tree until it's like literally dry and dead as a bone in my living room, because I just think it's such a fun seasonal time of year. And there's just something so nostalgic about Christmas to me. So I love that we are rapidly approaching the holidays and our holiday plans this 
year have just gotten solidified and we're doing things a little differently than we've done in the past. And I'll talk more about that as we get closer to Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'll talk more about what we're doing, but I'm just excited. I'm excited that we're going to be here in town. We're not traveling at all. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm just looking forward to some downtime and I'm looking forward to the season. And for me, the season for the holidays is really I think what I crave the most, and I think that's why I want it to last for so long because of some of the sentiments around the season. And so that's what I want to talk about today for my three things to think about in November. For the month of November, I want you to make yourself three little lists. So I actually would love it if you push pause right now and went and got a piece of paper and made three columns on your paper and started taking some notes because I think this could be super helpful. And I actually think you could keep this piece of paper as a little journal for the month of November. And I think it would be super, super impactful. So here is what I'm envisioning for you. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You get your piece of paper, you make three columns. At the top of each column, you're going to put a word and they all start with a G to keep it super memorable, super simple. So column one is going to be gratitude. Column two is going to be giving and column three is going to be grace. So now you have this super simple little template that you can fill out throughout the month to track gratitude, giving, and grace. Isn't this fun already? I mean, you can even get like magic markers. I was listening to one of my mentor, Amy Porterfield, who I adore, and she's someone who does a lot of work with online entrepreneurs. And on, I think it was on an Instagram story or something, but she was talking about 
smelly pens, like the Mr. Sketch smelly pens and how she gets so excited when she can like do a project with smelly pens and like get out big sheets of paper and brainstorm with smelly pens. So like get out something that excites you. Get yourself some smelly pens. I went and got like a multicolored set of Sharpies the other day and So it was like the feeling that you get when you're getting school supplies for the first day of school. So when you're doing this kind of stuff, make it fun for yourself. Like get the colored markers, get some stickers, like do whatever. Like if you're a scrapbooky kind of person, put some little bedazzler things on there, whatever. But do it in a way that like makes you excited. Maybe you need just a really nice gel pen. That's my thing too. Like I just need a pen that feels really good when it's writing and I'll make you a list all day long if I have a good gel pen. So, okay. So you have your list, you have your columns, your three columns, your gratitude, your giving, and your grace columns. So here's how I want you to track this. These are your three things to think about in November. And I want you thinking about them throughout the month. I want you maybe even thinking about them daily. Now, what gets really common in the holidays is that you kind of lose track of yourself because there's so many other things to keep track of. Things are just like your time at work becomes limited because you're taking time off for the holidays. You might have travel. You are doing stuff to get the kids ready for holidays, whatever that's going to look like. You are maybe also like filling up the family calendar with events and all sorts of different holiday related things. So oftentimes self-care is like out the window. And this is where the holidays can feel so chaotic and so burdensome is just because we just keep packing more and more into them. And we don't give ourselves grace to unschedule. We don't give ourselves grace to say no to things. We don't give ourselves grace to do things just for us because it's like the season of giving and we have to do everything for our kids, right? And then we have to do things for our spouses and our partners and our in-laws and our parents and our cousins and our uncles and our aunts. And like, it's never ending, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about grace and how to set some boundaries in the third part of this conversation. But I just wanted to bring up to kind of get that on your radar right now is how can you move forward mindfully and intentionally so that none of this needs to feel super chaotic. Like between now and the end of 2017, make your goal be ease. I know I talked about this recently in an interview that my word for 2018, I've never had a word of the year before, but I've decided my word for 2018 is ease. Let's end 2017 with ease. Okay. Like give yourself that gift. So in your gratitude column on your template, I want you to be coming from a place of gratitude as you enter this busy season, as you go through the month of November. And it's easy to focus, not easy necessarily, but it can be a little easier to focus on gratitude in November because it's top of mind with Thanksgiving, right? It's something that a lot of people talk about. A lot of people do like 30 days of gratitude and maybe you do seven days of gratitude. Maybe you just do one day of gratitude on Thanksgiving day, but there's definitely a lot of conversation and a lot of focus around gratitude because of the nature of Thanksgiving holiday, if you are in the States. So that makes it a little bit easier to be mindful of gratitude. So some ways that you might want to be practicing gratitude are daily gratitude journaling. So maybe on your little template that you just created, every day you just write two or three things that you're grateful for and try to never repeat anything for the whole month. That's actually not that hard once you get on a roll, but the first few days might be kind of challenging, but it can be little things. You can be grateful for rain. You can be grateful for coffee. You can be grateful for cozy sheets. You can be grateful for wine. You can be grateful for snuggles with your kid. Like it can be simple things, but start tracking gratitude. The reason this is powerful is because if you start with gratitude, everything else feels easier. It is an immediate perspective shift if you can identify 
like on a moment's notice, if you can identify what you're grateful for, you will not be curmudgeon about certain things. You will not be impatient and annoyed. You will be less likely to run out of steam and energy to be giving if you are coming from a place of gratitude. You will also be less likely to lose focus on what really matters for you and for your family over the holidays if you come from gratitude. Also, I want you to think about creating intentional experiences that you'll be grateful for. So if you know that you're tracking gratitude for the month, could you create some experiences that then you could add to your list of gratitude on a regular basis? So maybe, you know, like one of the things I just did is I just booked a spa day from one of my girlfriends. We now, I think this will be our third year, third or fourth year that we go between my birthday's in November and hers is in December. And between our birthdays, we go and do a spa day together. And so booking something like that, I'm creating an intentional experience that I know I'm going to be grateful for, right? Like I can't wait till the day that I get to write down. I'm so grateful I took myself to the spa today. So (laughs) creating intentional experiences that you'll be grateful for can be a really great way to practice gratitude as well. Like when you're putting things on your calendar, don't just make it about like, oh, I have to like do all these family obligations or these things that other people expect me to do. Instead, put some things on there where you're like, oh yes, like I'm so excited to be able to do this because I know I'm gonna be super grateful that I did it. I'm gonna be super grateful that I planned this and grateful that I created space for this and that you were really intentional about it. I also, in the gratitude category, want you to consider practicing gratitude as a family. So maybe it's something that every night at dinner in the month of November, you say one thing that you're grateful for from that day. So rather than it just being something that you do at Thanksgiving dinner, what if it could be like a whole month of being grateful every night at dinner? And that's something that you're talking with your kids about. The great thing about that is that getting kids involved in gratitude practice early on is super, super powerful for them later on. And this is something that I really want to get Vinny involved in. And he's just turned five and he's kind of just getting to the point where he can be grateful for things or understand what that means. Mostly he's just grateful for Legos every day. So I'm like, I'm literally, I'm not sure he could think of anything else at this point, but with some prompting and some cueing, he probably could. And he could start to learn what that means. He's like starting to get to an age where that would be more age appropriate. I think the last piece of gratitude is that practicing gratitude will allow you to be mindful of the magic moments amidst the chaos. And this is something that I've really noticed since being more intentional with my gratitude practice is that I am really careful about capturing magic moments. And I like, I will push pause. This morning was a great example. I was running to this meeting that was super early, super dark and cold and I was like barely awake and Vinny got up just as I was about to run out the door. And I was like, Oh, like as soon as he gets up and he knows I'm about to leave, he has like 13 requests, which slow me down a lot. And my husband wasn't up yet. And he actually had to be up late last night for something. So I didn't want him to wake up yet. So I was like, okay, Vinny, like just go have quiet time, which was, he was not into, he wanted me to help pick out his clothes. And so he's currently doing this thing, which is hilarious and cute, but also maybe weird and anal where he gets up in the morning, immediately gets dressed and then puts on his shoes and socks, and then puts on his backpack. But we often don't leave for school for like two plus hours after he gets up. So this morning at 624, he was fully dressed, vest, puffy vest, zipped up, shoes on, backpack on, like ready to walk out the door at 624. He goes to school like at nine o'clock. So it's kind of funny, like he's sitting eating breakfast in the morning now. Like I think every day this week he sat at the breakfast table, like backpack on, ready to go. 
So I love that he's like really on top of things. It's really cute and sweet. But also I'm like, oh my gosh, this child is like, I mean, is he going to be the biggest nerd in the world? It's totally possible. So (laughs) I'm pretty sure most kids don't wear their backpack for three hours before school. But I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. So I'm embracing it. But anyways, when he wanted me to help him pick out his clothes this morning, I was like, okay, like I went back and we picked out clothes together and we had a little chat and it was very cute. And then I left and I was like, I'm glad that I did that. And I, you know, I was three minutes late to the meeting, but whatever. I had this little moment with him. And like, those are the magic moments for me that I will never regret. So I'm really trying to be mindful of pushing pause as much as I can to participate in those magic moments. That doesn't mean that sometimes I don't have to set a limit and be like, nope, mommy can't do that right now. But when I can, I push pause. Okay. So Second piece of this, giving. I want you to be mindful of where you want to give, how you want to give, what you want to give. This doesn't mean that you give everything all the time, every day freely, right? There can be limits and boundaries around giving. In fact, there should be limits and boundaries around giving. And I want to really challenge you as you are entering the holiday season to be mindful of how you're going to give and what is that going to look like and what kind of limits are you going to put around that? You don't need to give all your time, all your money, all your resources, all your talents. It's okay to have limits around that. So know where your giving is going to be this year. Last year as a family, we for the first time adopted a family and that was a really great experience. So I know we want to do that again. I also know that there's some experiences that we want to have with Vinny, some like holiday experiences that we want to have with him that we will start to institute as like family tradition. So that will be giving of time. My husband and I as parents giving time. We also are aware of other ways that we want to be giving talents maybe. So one of my talents is crowdsourcing resources. And so I have the ability because I have a couple different online platforms. I have the ability to say, Hey, I want to crowdsource resources for, you know, giving to foster kids this Christmas. Like who wants to participate in this with me or at my gym? We've done this with foster kids. We've also done this with homeless families where we adopt a bunch of families or we will do a big toy drive for foster kids. So I will do crowdsourcing. So that's like one of my talents. It's a time and resource thing as well. But it's one of my talents is like I'm in this unique position to be able to give from a community platform where multiple people can be involved. And so I'm always aware of like, okay, how am I going to do that this year? What is that going to look like? But I'm also aware of that, like, I'm not going to overextend myself. And so last year, we chose as a family, we chose to adopt a family. And at the gym, we chose to give to foster kids. The year before that, we chose to give to homeless families at the gym. And we did not do the foster kid program that we had done in previous years. So I pick like one or the other. I don't do both. I try to do one thing and do it and like make it be big. And same thing with like adopting a family. And I know we'll do that this year. We might even do two families this year. We'll kind of have to see what the need is through the local why, which by the way, if you are in Seattle, if you want to adopt a family, shoot me an email email at info at shamelessmom.com. And I can hook you up with the YWCA connection. She's an awesome woman who is like always looking for families who want to give. And I have that connection there that I'm happy to share. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. 
returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. So being aware of how are you going to give time, resources, money, talents, that looks different for everyone. Some people's talents is like sitting and knitting baby blankets. Some people's talents is going caroling and like spreading joy in that way. So there's so many different ways that you can be giving with your talents or giving with your like unique resources. Also, it might be that like, you're like, this is just a crazy year. I'm just giving some money somewhere. Or maybe this is not a year where I have excessive time or money to give or resources. Like this year is a really challenging year for whatever reason. And that's okay to put boundaries around that and say like this year, I'm just focusing on my family. That's all I have. Like that's the best I can do. That's totally fine. That's better than trying to do a bunch of different things and just feeling like you're overwhelmed and failing at all of them or feeling like you took on too much and you can't enjoy your time with your family. So deciding how you're going to give, what that's going to look like, what's going to light you up. For me, it really lights me up to be able to give in certain specific ways that aren't just writing a check, because that is exciting to me. But I totally get that there's other people where they're like, my resources are best spent through writing a check. And so do what's best for you. You know what that answer is. No one else knows what that answer is. So do what's best for you. The last piece of this is grace. So the third thing to think about in November is grace. Oh, let me go back to the giving piece. So on your little template where you have your three lists of gratitude, giving, and grace, on your giving, do a little brainstorm list of different ways that you want to give. And just as soon as you write things down, like that's a little built-in level of accountability. If you write some things down, you're going to be a lot more likely to implement them. If you write down boundaries, you're going to be a lot more likely to implement them. If you write down, you know, donating to a certain place or doing a little research on that, like you're a lot more likely to actually do it. So keep a little list, like a little brainstorm list that you just go back to every couple of days to think of like, okay, well, how am I giving? Where am I giving? What is that going to look like? Same thing with your gratitude. You're repeatedly going back to the list, going back to the list, going back to the list. Like that's how you are mindful and intentional. Just like Pharaoh J's review that we listened to at the beginning of this episode, as you repeatedly go back to things that will help you find the places to be intentional, that will help you dial in your hell yeses so that you also know what your hell no's are. Like your hell no might be like, I can't give time this year, but I can do other things. Your hell no might be like, I can't give money, but I could go volunteer for like an afternoon or two afternoons or something. So part of 
making these lists and tracking these things is actually going to help you differentiate between where are my yeses and where are my nos in terms of where am I going to set boundaries so that I can give in ways that feel really good and that are reasonable for my family and my resources. Okay, so then you go to your grace list. So the third column on your paper is grace. Under grace, I want you to think about how can you gift yourself The grace piece is about knowing your own boundaries and knowing your own limits. And so on your grace column, you might have a list of like, I am not doing certain things. I am not doing Christmas cards this year because everyone knows that I love them and they're not even going to notice if I don't do a card. And if they love me less for that, that is their problem. Maybe on your grace list, you have my husband and I are not doing gifts this year. Instead of doing gifts, we're doing an experience. So we actually just had this conversation recently that we are doing kind of a series of experiences because we ended up buying tickets to a bunch of different events in December and early January. And I was like, after we got tickets to the third thing, I was like, let's just call these things Christmas presents because at this point, it's getting a little financially exhausting <laughs> to have tickets to all these things and then also think about Christmas gifts for each other. And these are going to be three really fun date night experiences. So like, let's just leave it at that. So we're going to, in December, we're going to Trevor Noah and we're going to see Macklemore. And then early January, super early January, we're going to go to Book of Mormon. So those three events I'm so excited about those things. Like any one of those things would have been an awesome Christmas present. So doing those three things, we were like, okay, we're skipping Christmas presents. Now I will say... And that's how we're giving ourselves grace around gift giving between my husband and I. I will say that we will still do little things with like a dollar amount. So I don't know what that'll be, but we'll do a little dollar amount and say like, okay, like let's give each other a couple things so that we have a couple things to open because I think that it's important and it might be like two $10 things or something like very small, but it's important for Vinny to see us giving each other gifts that mommy and daddy get each other gifts at the holidays, that it's not just about him opening presents. Like he's an only child. Christmas morning cannot just be like, oh, here child, why don't you open like 22 gifts and while we just sit and watch you. So there needs to be some things for Vince and I to open under the tree so that it's not just about this child. Also, Vinny needs to get us each gift. So this is something we talked about. I think we started two years ago where I said he needs to be in the practice of picking something out for each of us that obviously we have to buy. Like I will buy something for him to give to my husband. Vince will buy something for Vinny to give to me, but also that Vinny needs to be part of the gift giving. That's also very important. And so, and we will, at this point, we will be funding that. So there's a couple little caveats in there when I say that my husband and I aren't doing gifts for each other, because I think that there's some important pieces to that for Vinny's sake that need to be there. Okay. So other ways you might be giving yourself grace. Maybe you work a half day on Friday for the next month. Now I know that's not like reasonable for everyone, but maybe there's a way that you could like take some pressure off at work so that you have a little bit more time. Maybe you get extra childcare in this month. Maybe you do a trade with another mom where you're just like, okay, in November, December, can we like three or four different days, like trade kids for a couple hours just so like we can go take care of some holiday business or whatever. Or maybe like go get a mani pet, like do childcare trades so that you can just like go do something just for yourself that feels a little indulgent. So giving yourself that grace for self-care, for taking time that's just for you. Also giving yourself the space and grace for restorative practices. It's really easy for the holidays to become very draining energetically. So what can you be doing to keep your energy high and what restorative practices are you doing? So for me, it's going to be like, I want to keep up on my early morning workouts. 
I want to keep up on my reading. I'm like obsessed about my reading right now because I'm reading some really good books. So I want to keep up on that reading because those two things are really restorative to me and they really keep me like lit up and fired up and high energy. So being really mindful that those two things stick around. Also in January, I am starting morning pages, which is this big writing project that's going to be, I thought it was going to be 30 days. Apparently it's going to be 12 weeks. I don't know how I missed the mark on the time frame, So it's actually three times longer than I thought, but I'm going to be doing this like writing project. I believe it's every single day for 12 weeks. So I'll letting you know how that's going as I get more into it, but it's a daily writing commitment. So I'm getting ready to do that, which is going to be like a major commitment. And so I'm doing some research in the next couple of months and some reading around that practice and how that specific practice works. It's all based on a book called The Artist's Way. So I'm reading through that book and I'm learning about how this is going to work so that I can integrate that as a restorative practice. It's like specifically designed to be therapeutic. So I'm very excited about that. So that's one of the things I'm giving myself the grace for over the holiday season is to make sure that I spend some time figuring out how that's going to look so that I can really get what I want to get out of this 90 day writing experiment that I thought was only going to be 30 days. So I'm really looking forward to that. So how can you grace yourself with gifts of time, space, energy, restorative practices, doing things that light you up, doing things that are fun. So like choosing the holiday events that are fun and skipping some of the other ones. That's okay. Not feeling like you need to do everything and all the stuff. So I hope that was helpful. I know we're just at the beginning of all this. So this will probably be a little bit of a recurring theme as we talk through more things in the next couple months as we get through November and December. But I hope that this was a good start for you. And I want you to start writing down some things. I would love to see on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, for you to take pictures of your list and tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy so that I can see what you're actually doing. If you tag me in any of your pictures, I will like immediately comment and cheer for you and give you shout outs and reshare if you want me to. If you don't want me to, you can tell me that it's private stuff. But I would love to see what you're doing and how you're putting this into practice. So get your template going with your gratitude, giving and grace. And let's see what we can accomplish that is life giving rather than depleting as we enter a new month and kick off the very, very beginning, the iceberg of the holiday season. So thank you for listening today. Thank you to our sponsor, Canvas People. Again, if you want to get your free canvas, go over to canvaspeople.com and use the code shameless to get your can- your free canvas. And then also, if this is your first time listening to the show, make sure you come back on Wednesday. We have a fabulous interview with a great author, Melanie Shankel. I'm excited to talk about her new book, Church of the Small Things. So come back on Wednesday for that. If you have not subscribed to the show, make sure you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That's where you write a review, but that's also where you subscribe to the show. So you click on the little subscribe button there and that way you get all the episodes as soon as they're released. So you're never gonna miss an episode or get an episode late. You won't miss anything. So make sure you subscribe. Thank you for spending time with me today. I hope you have a fantastic day and no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. 
We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.